This is a Radio.com original. So Linda Carter has been in the passenger seat. Yeah. Paul Michael Glazer has been in the driver's seat. Yes. You, I take it you plan to never wash the upholstery ever again. It has never been washed. Especially <laughs> the passenger seat. Very good. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Talking About Cars with Randy Cardoon. Another exciting moment when we get to do something a little bit out of the box. We see a bunch of guys. We got a full house in today. Let me explain how it's going. First, there he is, Hot Rod Bob Beck, joining us from inside a car. What car is that, Bob? 1946 Ford. Wow. Now, this is your wife's car. Correct. It, she's let me drive it, and uh, I kind of like driving this Daisy. I took her to our car meeting. We have ah. a early Ford V8 car club meeting tonight. So she's taking care of the business part of the meeting. I'm in the car where it's warm. Very good. Well, it would be a little awkward if you took the Chrysler to a Ford V8 meeting. That would be a little weird. We did have someone show up with their Corvette. So Seriously? Seriously. And you're not like trying to boo him out of there and get rid of him? No, I'm trying to talk him into joining our Corvette club too. There you go. Way to go, Bob. That, that works. Okay, what about the guys in the shot at least as well too? Well, let me introduce them to you. They're guys who I've seen in and around. I, I've never met one of you, but I'll get to that in a minute. First, a good pal. I've seen him at a lot of car shows. We've talked with him on uh, Talking About Cars some time ago, who just corrected his camera. Uh, Louis Ciciari is joining us from beautiful downtown Simi Valley. And Lou, you have an interesting car that people will recognize immediately. Also, uh, we have uh, Richard Morey. Rich, we know from the TMPCC, uh, Television Motion Picture Car Club. And also, we're going to talk with him. How you doing, Rich? Very good. Thank you. How are you? Everything Glad to is- be on. Uh, thank you for being on. And of course, uh, I've read this guy's stuff. I belong to the Pontiac Club. So I, I've read his stuff in that magazine. I've seen his stuff all around. And uh, most recently, his car was featured on uh, Jay Leno's Garage. Jim Suva joining us. Jim, of course, uh, has a very cool car right behind him. I don't know if you- I have to correct you on something. Go ahead. My car was not the one on Jay Leno's Garage. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh. You have to correct that. A friend of mine's car I got on the show. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. See, we've already learned something today on the show. So we're going to talk to these guys and get an idea of some of their cars. Let's start off. Bob is a Ford guy and among other things. Yeah. He's got Chevys. He's, he's uh, you know, a little bit of everything, which is what we all should be now. Shouldn't we experience a little bit of everything? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's start off with the Ford right behind our buddy Lou. And Lou, tell us a little bit about that. My, it looks like a Starsky and Hutch mobile. It is a Starsky and Hutch car. Uh, this is a 1974 Ford Torino. Let me uh, turn this around for you. But it's a uh, 1974 Ford Torino uh, Starsky and Hutch car. This is what I would call a, uh, a tribute car. Um, although uh, I've had the uh, original cast members sign the car, also with a few other uh, celebrities. Um, I can tell you that uh, Linda Carter herself signed the sun visor. I don't know if you guys can hear me. Sign yeah. the sun visor. Yeah, the we car. can. 
but right up in there, she signed that, sat in, sat in the seat. Uh, but I've had this car for about uh, 14 years now, and I bought it from a guy that, re uh, that builds these uh, movie cars down in San Diego. And uh, it's been a lot of fun having it. Um, of course, uh, a lot of people recognize the car and uh, take it to various uh, car cruises and car shows. Probably the, the coolest thing for me anyway about this car, and I never thought this would happen, uh, besides getting the autographs from the uh, original cast members, uh, a couple of years ago, I was invited to Paul Michael Glazer's, uh, who played Starsky in the original series. I got invited to his birthday party. He wow. was wow. turning he was turning 76. So uh, we all met up with a very small group of people. We met out in Cyprus, and I brought the car. Matter of fact, a buddy of mine brought his car, and I asked Paul if he would uh, if he would drive the car. And so I got to sit in the passenger seat while he drove it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I can say that officially, Paul Michael Glazer has actually driven this Starsky and Hutch car. So Linda Carter has been in the passenger seat. Yeah. Paul Michael Glazer has been in the driver's seat. Yes. You, I take it you plan to never wash the upholstery ever again. <laughs> it has never been washed. <laughs> Especially the, especially the passenger seat. Very good. Very uh, good. It's a lot of fun to drive. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, we've had it, like I said, 14 years now. And, uh, you know, it's amazing where uh, we take this car everywhere and we get people that recognize the car and wave and start turning, you know, taking pictures and putting on video cameras and especially people our age. They recognize the car. So uh, uh, even a lot of the law enforcement out here in Simi Valley recognize the car. They know what it's all about. So it's kind of cool. So you've had this car. I'm trying to remember. Did you have it when they made the movie? No. Uh, matter of fact, it was the movie that inspired me to go look for one. Because, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I watched the TV series and uh, loved the show and of course fell in love with the car. And then when the movie came out, um, there was the car again. I fell in love with the car all over again. I started looking around and uh, I found this uh, gentleman in San Diego that built these. And I went down and took a look and before you know it, um, bought the car. Matter of fact, it came down to uh, either buying this one or a 69 Camaro, because I wanted a car. And being in my situation, being in a wheelchair, I've always driven vans. I said, I want to buy a car and I want it to be a, like a, a hot rod type car. And uh, so I was torn between the 69 Camaro and the Starskin Hutch car. And my wife said, you get to pick one. <laughs> Typical said, life. Okay. And then <laughs> my, daughter, uh, my daughter heard the conversation, and my daughter was about uh, 14 at the time, and she says to me, says, Dad, if you're going to buy a car, buy the Starsky and Hedge car. It's cool. And that was it. That, that's all it took. So here we are. Very good. That's very cool. Uh, you've taken it to a lot of shows. I know that it's been a lot of fun for you. 
Uh, I mean, was this your first choice as a car for a TV situation or was there maybe another car? Was there another TV show car that you might have been interested in at one time? Well, yeah. Um, I have to tell you, when I was uh, eight years old, I got to meet Adam West, who was, of course, everybody knows as Batman. And I got to meet him on the set and actually watch them uh, film one of the uh, episodes. And I got to meet him, very nice man. And he says to me, would you like a ride in the Batmobile? I said, absolutely. So we took a ride in the Batmobile, me and Adam West, and that was really my first love, was the Batmobile. So if I could afford it, my next car would definitely be a Batmobile. All right, your wife's not listening now, is she? She's holding the camera. Oh, <laughs> darn. Whisper, Bob, whisper. whisper. Yeah, I'll whisper. Man, I want a Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob, what did you want her to do? Walk around it? <laughs> Yeah. You well, want to walk yeah, around the car? Go ahead. Go ahead and walk around the car. I'll throw out the uh, the stats, I guess. I mean, beautiful. It is a beautiful car. And of course, uh, I remember talking to um, Paul Michael Glazer about the car once on uh, the show when we actually did it from uh, the Hollywood show some time ago, a few years back. And he was talking about when they first had that car that it was, wait a minute, let me uh, get it so you could see. Let's see, there you go. So we could see it and you could see how back in the day, they initially put a bench seat in the car. But the only problem was when they were making those turns, these things are still barges, even though at that time they were midsize Ford Torinos. And apparently David Soul kept sliding into Paul's lap so he wasn't that kind of guy. He was he slid right in a couple of times and they ended up having to turn around and uh ho ho uh get them bucket seats and use seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, so, seatbelts are a good idea. So that was kind of interesting. Very good. So, what engine is powering this car? It's got a uh, 351 Cleveland. Uh it's also got some headers on there, Edelbrock manifold. Uh, 600 uh, Edelbrock carburetor on there, so makes a nice rumble. Hey, so you're pushing a little over 300 horsepower. I'm not sure about the whole the horsepower. Lou, are you aware what? of the of the hockey stick uh, decal? If you're if you or your wife can just kind of move left a little bit toward the end there, because. I think it's interesting that supposedly, based on the way that's shaped, you could tell the difference between the TV one and the movie one. Have you ever heard oh. anything about that? Where is it? I'm not sure what he's referring to. I, I, I guess, well, supposedly. You talking about the stripe? Yeah. Yeah, the stripe. Um, this was actually designed by uh, Mike Welsh, Movie Mike. Who uh, Movie Mike is the gentleman that uh, built the three hero cards in the movie Starsky and Hutch, and he took this design from the original TV series. So this stripe here is probably pretty close to 
what we saw on the TV series. It may not be exact, but it's pretty darn close. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to say, you know, start nitpicking. Well, maybe some some uh, Starsky and Hutch aficionados might, but I think for the most of us, we're just we're just walking around with our jaw dropping and going humana 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 because that is a very cool car and it, it's done really well too. It's got a siren, which is kind of fun, and it's also got the cherry police light, which actually works. So it's got a little PA announcer thing there, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You can see the. Uh, go ahead, Bob. Did Mike have anything to do with uh, these cars? No. no, 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 not this one. No. Okay. That's kind of cool, though. I mean, the fact yeah. any of us got a police unit in there and the whole thing. I obviously, I assume it doesn't work. No, the the siren works and the uh, cherry police light does work too. Now that's cool. Yeah, so you can put that on the top of the car like Hutch used to do. Uh huh. And yeah, you can do that, and you can even turn it on. Linda will turn it on for you. Oh, that'll get the neighbors going. Oh yeah, we're not gonna put the siren on. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, there we go. But, uh, <laughs> gotta complete the harassment. You can, the, you can hit the button, the top button, the top. No, no, no. That, yeah, that one. That should be. Oh, it's not going. Okay. Noise button. Oh, the key's not in. Yeah, that's right. Okay, turn it off. Yeah, we have to turn the car on, put the key in, but, but otherwise it does work. Very so, good. One time, uh, kind of a funny story, I was at uh, a car cruise over at, remember the old Flames in Northridge? Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was at a car cruise there, and, uh, you know, we met up, it was on a Friday night, and uh, there were a bunch of kids there, little kids, and as I was getting ready to leave, uh, one of the kids said, hey, can you... Uh, can you fire up the siren? I said, sure. So I kind of hit the siren a little bit, only for a few seconds. And then, you know, that was it, left. And as I'm heading down, uh, I think it was Corbin towards Devonshire, I get pulled over by an LAPD car. And uh, there are uh, a couple of young guys. And uh, one officer comes up to me and says, was that you? And I said, what do you mean, officer? He goes, well, we heard a siren. And I said, yeah, but that was back at the car show. And he goes, well, you know, you're not allowed to do that on the street. I said, I know that, officer. Well, while they were doing that, they were checking out the car. Of course. And, uh, <laughs> and I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking to myself, God, I would hope one of my buddies drives by and takes a picture of this. Because I just thought it would be a cool photo to have LAPD pulling over the car and hutch. There you go. That'd be a good question. Like, how many times has driving that Starsky and Hutch gotten you out of a ticket? You know, I don't know. Uh, I know that one time I was on the freeway and there was a uh, uh, kind of a, a lot of congestion. Some, there was some kind of a vehicle mishap and a highway patrol per, uh, officer was waving us through. And then when I came by, he kind of put his hands on his hips and he kind of nodded his head and waved at me. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And we just Very laughed good. and waved back. <laughs> so, yeah. Very cool car. Very cool car. Thanks for uh, sharing it on the show. Sure. Thank you, guys. Stay with, stay with us. Don't go away. Don't go away in case you have any questions for our other guests. Let's go back to Richard. Let's go to you. So, Richard, where are you right now? Yeah, so I'm in Hemet uh, at uh, the garage of a friend of mine, uh, and that's where I stored kit last February because I decided to move, and so I sold my house and moved into a new house, but it's not ready to move stuff in yet. So uh, 
kit is still out in him. Okay, so isn't that where uh, kit has always been stored in Hammett somewhere? I mean, just seems like that'd be a good place to store kit. Yeah, maybe, but supposedly it's actually the Tustin hangers that were the secret base for kit and uh, its group that uh, managed it. Okay, so, so underground. Go ahead. Yes. No, go ahead. Underground, under one of the hangers, that was the secret base. I forget now what it's called, but uh, it's a secret base where Kit was stored and would come out, would be deployed to go combat crime. Now, for those of you who are looking and going, that doesn't look like a Firebird, it's because it's not. From 2008 to 2009, basically one season, they did a, sh right. they did a version of it, and they used what, Richard? They used a 2008 Mustang. A black Mustang with black stripes on it. Looks really cool. And it was supposed to be a GT500 KR, but actually the KRs hadn't come out yet. So they just took a regular Mustang, uh, well, like mine, and they did several. But mine is the beauty car. You know, it's uh, it's number one, the, <laughs> the best one. And so, uh, they... Go ahead. They took a, a bunch of regular Mustangs and dressed them up with real Shelby parts and said, okay, this is the GT500KR, which uh, would stand for Ford. It would be king of the road. But in this case, it stands for Knight Rider. Um, I did not know that. So, so, Richard, yours is one of the real cars. Yes, yes, it was used in the show. But basically, it had its engine out during the whole show, and they would push it on and off set. <laughs> and it was the set uh, that was supposedly under the Tustin hangers. And they would spin the car around, too, so they took out the engine so there wouldn't be fluids flying around. And uh, I still have holes in the floor where they attached it to a gimbal. So they called mine also the gimbal car because they would spin it around and they would have these laser arms shooting lasers at it, doing some sort of high-tech maintenance work. <laughs> and so that's, uh, that's the way it was used. Well, that's how one. did you acquire the car? What is how that? did you get the car? How did you get the car, Rich? Oh, I got it uh, because it was auctioned off in LA for charity, right at Universal Studios, actually. But I just bid on it at home. So with a few clicks of the mouse, the car was mine. <laughs> really? Oh, but of course, I did go and check it out in person the day before. I wouldn't buy a car just like that. So and I, when, I, when I saw it, it was just beautiful and I had to have it. So you were just minding your own business and how much planning went into buying this car or did you just kind of, was it spur of the moment? Well, I found out about two weeks before the auction. And so I agonized over it, agonized over it because I was looking for a daily driver and I thought this would be a very special daily driver. And so up to the night before, I still wasn't sure if I was going to bid on the car, but I went for it. And uh, it, uh, I decided it's too good to be a daily driver. So I just keep it pristine as the prop that it is and uh, drive it only to shows. And, and I try to make it uh, only car shows that are either a lot of fun for me or they do some good, like charity work. Which engine's in the car? Oh, what engine? It's the four liter V6, just the standard. So it saves gas, but it still has a lot of get up and go. 305 power, I think. That's not nope. bad. So, so much more than Shelby GT350 had when they first came out. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So we all yeah, know. This one would be, yeah. Go ahead. I think this one would be 540 horsepower if it were the real KR. Right. But they didn't use real KRs on the show because they didn't exist yet. So the Firebird uh, had a dashboard that was completely unique and completely unique to the television show. Did the Mustang have that? And does your Mustang have that? Like a fancy well, dashboard? No, not as uh, fancy because in this one, it's supposed to be mostly up displays. So they were able to get away with not modifying the cars and then just using special effects on the show. The hood of the car would become a computer screen if they wanted. Or the, the windows, I mean the front window, of course, the windscreen would become a, a screen also. And uh, they do have a few modifications, like they put in an Italian racing wheel. You have there I have some autographs from the Hoff and some other actors. You have an orb. I see an orb. So that's an actual orb there, right, Richard? Oh, wait. You, uh, you. Let me uh, unmute. Let's see if that works. No. Dee, 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 dee. You're you're uh, you're muted there. Let's there you there go. You go. Oh, yeah, and I was muted again. I see. Yeah. That's okay. So, so yeah, the orb. Uh, there it is. Wow. I don't I don't have any of the special effects lighting that went into it, but <laughs> yeah, I still need to find that prop because there was actually a thing that would plug in there with LEDs in it, and that would be cool to have. So you have a radio in there? Is there a radio actually in there? Oh, there's an actual radio in the car, just the, the regular radio. Oh, I see, I see, okay. But up above, uh, that would be, uh, yeah, what was up there? I guess uh, that's, oh, that's where there were just a couple of vents. And so- I see. It's still, it's still vents through the special effect thing. Can you, uh, can you give us a little tour, pop out of the car and show us a little bit of the outside? Yes, and I hope the battery lasts. Okay. And, uh, we'll try. We'll keep the fingers crossed. That's it. Jim will be joining us in a couple of minutes here. So far, so good. Not all the LEDs are firing, but you can sort of see how it works. It was kind of like the the same idea as in Battlestar Galactica with Cyclone Wars. Uh-huh. So it goes back, of course, to the original Knight Rider, where they just had one scanner, but they decided to make it a double with the... The Mustang because it has two vents, so it worked perfectly. That's the actual uh, TV car. Yes. And I've collected a bunch of uh, signature as well as I cover. So I have in the trunk a bunch of the different uh, directors, stuntmen, technicians, people who work on the show, but not in front of the camera. I see. So it's in the rear. I because they're not in front of the camera. <laughs> I see. So they're rear of the car, not in front of the camera. So so you have, uh, who signed? You said David Hasselhoff and who else? Yes. And, uh, oh, Rebecca Holden. Uh, she's from the old show. But uh, I thought I needed to get her because she just has such a beautiful uh, signature. And uh, I got Glenn Larson, and that was kind of a, a coup also. And uh, unfortunately, he's passed away now. Was he involved in the Mustang version of Knight Rider, Glenn Larson? Yes, okay. yes, he, he, he was uh, behind creating it originally, but then I think he fell ill 
and then he handed it off to other people and uh, i don't think he was happy with the way they took the show <laughs> he was telling me that oh all these young people just took it the wrong way uh-huh. but uh, you know it just didn't work out very well but i got the best part of the show i got the car so there you go i can't complain Oh, and then I got Cleo Shelby to sign it just because uh, we were hanging out at a car show, even though she doesn't really have much to do with this. Oh, but I got Fireball Tim. He, Ooh, designed, the oh, there you go. Cool. he designed the attack mode of this car for the show. For oh, those. okay. And there we go. <laughs> well, anyway, it's Hasselhoff signature across the bottom here. It doesn't really look like oh. it, uh, but, but anyway. <laughs> but he wasn't, again, he was not in that version of the show. Well, he was in only the first episode. I sort of turned it off to the new guy. Ah, okay. Now, there was another one that they did. Uh, I want to say um, 2010. Wasn't there one in 2010 and they used another car? Or was that also uh, a Mustang? Uh, that might have been the one where they used a red car. I'm not sure. Or that might have been the 1997. I'm not really sure about all that history because I, I missed those shows. I saw the original back in the 80s and then I, I oh actually I missed this show completely too I, I meant to watch it <laughs> you, and forget you weren't the only one <laughs> yeah no but I totally wanted to watch it I really did but I, I don't know I got distracted with work or I was watching something else and I ended up missing it until the car came up for auction then I went oh oh that car from that auction that, I mean that car from that show I wanted to watch and so I bought the car and then I bought the DVD set so I could catch up from that oh, show I've never watched before. I want that car. <laughs> no, because I've been uh, all about Mustang since I was little. So this oh. was Mustang. Really well done, I think. I think they actually made it look nicer than Ford did for the 2005. You know, right. then they improved it later on. But I think this looks the coolest with the Italian yeah. racing wheel and uh, just little touches. So they actually took the uh, airbag out. Oh, yeah, there's no airbags in this car. I'm still receiving mailings from Ford telling me to replace the airbags. And I've already okay. talked to them. They said, okay, well, yeah, we, we won't bother you anymore, but they keep bothering. So, uh, uh, so is there a, uh, uh, the police trying to uh, follow you in Hemet? Is that what that is? Uh, police following me? No. No, no, I oh, kept hearing sirens. They were going past me, Randy. Oh, well, they're trying to follow. What's that guy doing in the 48 Ford? Okay, never mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I wasn't here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, actually, uh, there was a policeman, uh, CHP, who followed me on the 101, right mm -hmm. in, uh, going through downtown LA, and he pulled up right next to me, uh, and we were going 55, you know, that curve right near the the police department. Yes. And uh, he started motioning to me. He pulled up on my left side and motioned to me, Hey, uh, uh, roll down your window and so I rolled it down. And then uh, he told me, Hey, tell, so tell me about the car. And so here we're going down the road at 55 <laughs> miles an hour. And he's telling me, uh, So tell me about the car. So I told him a little something and, you know, trying to keep my eyes on the road. Yeah, that was interesting. Very cool. Well, thanks for sharing the car with us. That's, uh, that's a lot of fun. Oh, you're welcome. And, and of course, now we bring on. Uh, a very patient man in his own home outside of California. Jim Suva joining us. Jim, where are you? I'm actually in Westchester, Illinois, which is about eight miles straight west from downtown Loop of Chicago. Wow. Yeah. 
I keep thinking of all the Chicago DJs from back in the day. Yeah, wow. That's kind of cool. Tell us a little bit about that, and uh, how did you acquire that car? Okay, well, uh, this is mine is a 1977 uh, Pontiac Firebird Spree. It looks just like the car. It's a, a tribute car. Um, there you go, the Rockford Files. It's um, um, it looks it's got a 305 V8 engine, which is about 185 horsepower. Uh, it has um, got air conditioning. Uh, let's see, like looking upside down as I go, because this is not as easy as it looks. With uh, <laughs> you're doing great. Uh, rally wheels, rally wheels, and uh, my newest addition to my collection is a spotlight, just like they used on the set. <laughs> yeah, he actually has a spotlight complete with the uh, you know the little yeah the barn doors on there and the whole thing. It's really nice car. It really is. <laughs> But it, it lacks that one thing. But what's interesting about this car is that in uh, 2010, I drove it on a TV show called Pioneers of Television. Anyway, uh, uh, they interviewed uh, James Garner and Stephen J. Cannell. Uh, we talked about how James Garner did most of his own stunt driving. And... Um, so uh, the people at BT Media is based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, hired me to bring my car up and drive my car and recreate like a day on the set of the Rockford Files. And uh, I had a friend of mine actually trailer the car up with me and my son, and uh, I got to drive the car like James, Rock James Rockford or James Garner. And it was the biggest thrill of my life. And then the following year, I went out to Paradise Cove with some friends, and we had our first Rockford Fest. At, at uh, the old Sandcastle restaurant. And John Winnegar was there, who uh, co-wrote the James Garner Garner Files. And uh, so he was kind enough to take my visor and actually take it to Garner's house, and he signed it for me. Oh, so, very nice. So over the uh, couple of years after that, we used to do Rockford Fests, uh, or Rockford Casting, Rockford Files Casting Crew Parties. So I would get people to sign my, my visors, and I'd go have them in the car all the time. And I'd flip them down at car shows, and everybody's taking pictures. Well, unfortunately, it started to fade out on me. So now I had to buy two new visors to put in the car, and I have the other ones downstairs trying to preserve them so they, it doesn't totally fade out altogether. Um, so um, so that's, that's its claim to fame. And... Uh, it gets a lot of notices. As I've done a lot of different car shows around. It's, it's a driven car. It's uh, about 85% original factory uh, from GM. Uh, I've done only uh, minor things. They put an AM-FM radio in it that's actually the standard radio that they had at the time. I put two reverse speakers in. I'm just has done maintenance on it. And uh, it's, it's very well liked. In fact, my wife got me a, a um, life-size uh, cardboard cutout of James Garner for my birthday and I thought this is really cool but it's like it's kind of cheesy to go to a car show to put this up well I I'm a, a co-chair for the uh, uh Cruising Tigers uh, Indian Uprising uh, we're going to celebrate today this would have been our 30th year of doing a car show we've had like 600 cars the last few years mm -hmm. and we've had to not have it this year because our venue changed so we're going to get a new venue next year and be back but I started putting the, the James Garner cutout next to the car and you wouldn't believe how many people love it. I mean, I, I got people, I mean, 
obviously women love to take pictures with them, but there's guys doing the same thing. So uh, it's uh, it's kind of a cool, cool thing. How did you, uh, so how did you find the car? Back in um, 2002, in October, they actually had one of the cars that was used in the movie, movies for Rockford in 1990. And uh, that car now is in Australia, it was auctioned off and Nikhil Morgan was actually once owned by Walborn uh, Muscle Car Museum. And um, so I saw it on eBay, sent an email right away to the, to the seller and said, hey, what kind of documentation you have on this car? And then it was like two hours and all of a sudden it disappeared, it took it off and never knew what happened to it. And I really wanted a, a Firebird. So I kept watching and um, two weeks later, this car showed up on eBay in Rhode Island. And um, called the guy up, said, I want the car. Now, this is a great part of it. This car cost me, it had 63,000 miles on it. It only cost me $3,900. Wow. You can't touch one of these cars now. No. For less than like 10,000. And I think this one's worth about 15, uh, the way it sits. So, and, um, so it originally was gold. You didn't have to paint it or do anything else to it. That's factory. In fact, it's faded enough that it looks just like the Rockford color. The Rockford color is Sierra Gold. It's a 1964-65 Cadillac stock color. And we call it light topaz. A friend of mine has three of the original cars out there in Simi Valley. And uh, he got the codes to it. And uh, so unless you put this car right next to a screen used car, it, it looks just like Rockford's car. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Very fortunate to know people that own the cars. And as, as you had talked about earlier, um, I have a friend of mine that works, Steve Reich, he's a producer on Jay Leno's Garage. And they just did a nice spot with my Ferraro uh, with an actual car that was owned by James Garner. He bought it right after the show stopped filming, kept it for a year, sold it, went to uh, a TV station that was promoting the Rocket Files, a rerun and was raffled off and picked up a uh, winning ticket but pulled by Richard Petty from NASCAR. <laughs> and I wanted that car so badly, but the lady who owned it didn't give me a good price and she wanted a lot of money, so I didn't buy it. No. But I helped but I helped them restore it and sell it at Barrett Jackson. And um, Steve is a friend of mine, knew I had the connection with the owner who I met at the Indian Uprising three years ago with my car. And just like all it's converging. And yeah. So, uh, so uh, he called me up and said, Hey, we want to do this segment with Mike Rowe because Mike Rowe actually had tweeted when he was on Barrett Jackson that I am not a car collector, but if I could collect a car, this is the one I collect. So they yeah, wanted Mike, it. Mike Rowe from uh, Dirty Jobs on, uh, right. Okay. And so that's how he got, uh, so that's how that car got on. And, and, and what's interesting is I'll give a shameless plug here for the Super Files, which is a blog I have. And um, It's pretty good. Month, it's pretty good. I've, I've, I've read it a bunch. Go ahead. Well, next month, uh, there will be a, a the Super Files will return. It hasn't been on, and I haven't done anything writing in about a, a year. But it will have the complete behind-the-scenes story of that film, of, the, of uh, Roford Files on Jay Leno's Garage. So, oh, sure. okay. Or something to look out for. Very good. Very good. All right. So let me ask this. Jim, if you had another car that you could get, 
that's a TV or movie car, what would it be? The uh, kid from Night Rider. And I actually was going to build one, but it cost so much money and so much electronics in it. I opted the, and I had it at the same time I had this car. And I said, damn it, I'm going to keep this car. Uh, I sold kids. So. Mm -hmm. You're a Pontiac guy. What do you think of uh, the Firebird from Smokey and the Bandit? I loved it. He had a uh, 79 uh, Trans Am when it came out the second movie. My brother had an original 76, which I later bought, which was the gold edition without the T-tops. So that, I, I love that car. It, it, that'd, be enough, that'd be probably right up there with, with Kit to get. How many, how many cars do you have? And, and what, uh, what are they? <laughs> Actually, I, I, I'll, the only good car I have is a Rocket Firebird. Oh, okay. I have a, a Cavalier. <laughs> I, 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 my wife and I own a Mazda. Uh, CX-7, and my son has an Equinox, so we don't have any other star cars. Okay. Hey, Lou, let me ask you this. Uh, you're, obviously, that's a cool car you have, but what, what uh, do you have any other cars? I have a Dodge Challenger. It's a that's... 2015. Um, it's, a, it's a fun car. It's got the uh, V8 Hemi. And uh, it's kind of a, it was interesting because, uh, you know, I had been always driving uh, vans for my whole life. And of course, the Torino was the first time I actually was able to drive a car because of my situation of being in a wheelchair. And, uh, you know, just finally, we, uh, it was actually my wife that actually found a, a Dodge Challenger on the lot. Believe it or not, it was at the Ford out here in Simi Valley, it was a Dodge Challenger, and she went over and looked at it, and she said, you know, I think you can get in this Dodge Challenger the same way you get in the Torino, you know, breaking down the wheelchair and all that, so I tried it out, and uh, and it seemed to work out pretty good, and so I actually uh, have a couple of guys out here in Simi Valley, you may have heard of Pure Vision. Yep. And oh, Steve Strode, yeah. Steve, good, good guy, and he he checked it out. The only the only hiccup was that was the center console because when I get in the Torino, I break down my wheelchair and I slide from the passenger side to the driver's side so that I can get behind there. And the only thing that was a problem for me was a center console in the Dodge Challenger because it's too high. And so I asked Steve, "Is there anything they can do about it?" And so he actually sent a couple of his guys over to the lot the Dodge uh, lot out here in Simi and they checked it out for me and they said, yeah, we can flatten it down for you. And uh, when you look at it, after they were done with it, it looks like it came out of the factory like that. And so I have a Torino and I've got a Dodge Challenger and I no longer have to drive a minivan and it's nice. Uh, so, I, I let me ask if it's okay. What happened to you, and how long have you had to be in a wheelchair? Well, I was—I uh, lost my legs when I was seven years old. Uh, it was due to a uh, allergic reaction to penicillin. Oh, I had a very rare reaction, which actually it should have killed me. And uh, so, matter of fact, the doctors gave me. Uh, very little chance of survival and apparently the uh it was some type of an infection that started from the toes up and then i of course years later i found out 
that uh, the doctors uh, said, told my parents I wasn't going to make it. And uh, obviously I did. And I was in the hospital for about three months. And when I left, I was in the hospital. I was, I was uh, in a wheelchair. And uh, then I learned from my uncle uh, many years later that the doctors actually told my parents uh, when we were leaving the hospital that I would only live for a couple more years. Mm. Wow. So here I am. I turned 61 in September and I'm still still kicking. Awesome. Glad you're with us. Glad you're telling us a bunch of car stories. Very good. Uh, Rich, um, what else do you drive? Well, uh, I was driving a 1991 Pontiac Bonneville, but I got T-boned uh, in Fullerton uh, back in February. Ouch. And, uh, so they just smashed up the whole right side of the car, and then whoever did it uh, then drove off. <laughs> oh, Oddly enough, they just left me sitting there in the middle of the road with car parts of theirs strewn all over the road and parts of mine strewn all over. But I was still able to drive home. And, oh, and the police didn't want to take a report. They said, oh, there's no chance we'll find this person. So no use taking a report. It's like, what? Uh, and then my insurance company didn't care either. It's like, uh, oh, okay, you got a crash. What are the details? Okay, whatever. Pontiac Bonneville's from 1991 get no respect. I, I just, am I right or am I right here? You're huh? right. You're right. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> yeah, but mine uh, was actually award-winning. I took it to the Radwood show in December, and I won Best Future Collectible. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. No, I kept that car in really, really good shape, even though it had 255,000 miles on it. So where do you oh, find the interior. A, where do you the find another 90, where do you find another 91 Bonneville to replace it? I have no idea. Well, actually I've seen, some, uh, I actually made a page for it on Facebook. And so uh, people have uh, told me, Hey, look at mine and Hey, uh, there's this one for sale and whatever, but no, I'm done with those. So I got a 2020 <laughs> Ford Explorer. There All right. All right. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for joining me. Uh, you guys had great car stories. You had some good, good cars to show us. Bob, I think this is an interesting idea. This, this works. Yeah. I like I it. We're, we're going to have to do this again. We got a good group of guys and some interesting cars. Thank you very much for being part of this. Yeah, that, that oh, really. Thank, you for, having it. thank you for inviting me. Hey, and yeah, don't forget uh, to join us and listen to our audio podcast. This will be on radio.com. You'll either be hearing that. If you are listening to it on radio.com, wait a couple of weeks, and then we'll put it on our YouTube channel, uh, Two Tired Guys YouTube channel. So that'll be fun to watch as well. Don't forget, subscribe to radio.com. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Two Tired Guys. Don't subscribe to Talking About Cars. That's another channel from when we used to do shows like a few years ago, but subscribe to Two Tired Guys it, Productions. It, yeah, Productions. Two Tired Guys Productions. If they go to Two Tired Guys, they're going to find something different. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you put the piece. right. Some, <laughs> something about blue pills or something. I don't know. What are, you know, you get a little tired. Anyway, follow uh, us. Follow us on social media. We're on Instagram. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on YouTube. Uh, we're also on Twitter. And I understand, Bob, we are also on, what are the other places you're posting stuff? Tumblr. Tumblr. Pinterest. Pinterest. Uh, blogger. Uh, Twitter. Instagram. We're all over the place. We are. We're in, uh, might be, guys, productions. What's that? It might be easier just to tell us. It's probably easier just to tell us where you guys are on. Right. We're, on we're at all the new fancy ones your kids are on. 
we're right. not there. But the ones you know yeah. about, we're there and you have to follow us and do that because we've actually got some fun shows on there and uh, we got more coming up. So until next time, I'm Randy, that's Bob, that's Lou, that's Rich, that's Jim. And thanks for joining us. We've had a lot of fun talking about cars. We will see you next time. So long. Thank you.